we don't need more echoes. We need more voices. So don't just be an echo of what you see someone else saying and doing and how they do it. Be your own person. Find your unique voice and get it out there. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. We're going to have a fun conversation today with Ralph Brogdon, who helps smart people like you master your message, showing you how to package and promote your ideas for maximum impact, influence, and income. Ralph is a best-selling author, publisher, and strategic communication consultant specializing in marketing and media. His clients have been featured on CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, USA Today, The Huffington Post, and hundreds of nationally syndicated television, newspaper, and magazine outlets. He is a producer for Business Innovators Radio Network and the host of Rebelpreneur Radio for WCKG 102.3 FM in Chicago. Ralph is also a former copywriter and marketing strategist for a digital media agency in New York. Ralph, this is going to be a fun one. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard. I am really happy to hook up with you. You were on my show not too long ago, and I'm really happy to uh, connect with you again. Yeah, it was it was really a fun time we had together, and I'm hoping this one will be equally as fun and informative for everybody tuning in to check out this episode. So I, I want to take a, 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 before we dive into Mastering Your Message, because I know there's a lot there, talk to us about the the work that you've been doing that led up to this new thing for you? Because you've done so many different things. Yeah, my my background and experience is actually starting out in marketing and entrepreneurship. And when I started um, selling advertising at the age of 18, didn't know anything, and uh, but thought I did. And the first sale, uh, the, the first presentation I made to a business owner, I sold an ad for $800. And that's the most money I'd ever held in my hands and, and ever made. Uh, that was more than a month's salary for me at the time, 25 years ago or more. And um, I thought, man, I'm going to make a billion dollars in advertising. And I went the next day, I called on an auto mechanic to try to sell him advertising. And he came out from under the car. I interrupted him while he was working on the car. And uh, he, he stood up covered with grease and just angry that I had interrupted him. And there I am in my suit and tie. And I gave him what I call the crappiest sales pitch in the history of sales. And I said, Mr. Prospect, I just came by today to see if you might be interested in doing a little bit of advertising. And of course, he said, not interested. And he turned his back on me and crawled back under the car to work on it. And I thought, hmm, what is the difference between the first guy who said yes, and the second guy who said not interested. And so I realized that by 
presenting my message in different ways to package and to present my services in different ways would lead to different outcomes, different results. And so that that really started a lifelong process of being interested in human behavior. And that led me to study marketing and psychology. And in the process of studying marketing and psychology, I realized that the common thread between both of them is communication. We communicate with people to try and persuade them to uh, buy our products and services. Taking a step beyond that, we communicate with people to try to get them to vote for a particular candidate, uh, to try to persuade them to change their habits and their health behaviors. And so that brought me into a very interesting field called strategic communication. And I began to study how we can influence the beliefs and behaviors of mass populations of people simply by creating messaging that leads people in the way that we want them to go. And hopefully we use that power for good, but the reality is it's working for things that are not so good. Uh, Cyberbullying, for example, is, is one area where we have a tremendous problem uh, with kids who are using these wonderful technological tools of communication to harm one another instead of helping one another. Uh, so these tools are there. We can use them for good. We can use them for evil. But it, it has become a, a more than a professional interest. It's actually become an academic interest uh, for me to figure out how we can master our message and change the world, make a difference, whether it's in a nonprofit uh, organization trying to create some um, some good in the world, or if it's in a business situation where we're trying to attract uh, and, and get new customers and clients, um, even politics, trying to communicate your message in a way that gets your ideas out there into the public forum. So there's lots of ways that this can be applied, and it's just uh, a lot of fun. So there's so many things that I'm thinking about, but I want to, at a higher level, have you break down some of the key tenets of strategic communication that hold true across cultures. So in your research, what are some of the tried and true things that just for everybody are the case? It's interesting because as a strategist, I'm always looking for that golden thread, that universal principle that really applies across the board. And that's one of the uh, the paradoxes of psychology. All of us are individuals. All of us are unique. All of us are different. And yet all of us are the same. So there are some, some general universal principles that apply. And when it comes to strategic communication, one of the most interesting things I discovered is the power of storytelling. And this goes back to uh, the concept of narrative persuasion. First of all, uh, persuasion wouldn't be necessary if it were not for resistance. If people just automatically did whatever we told them to do, buy my stuff and here's the price, and everyone said yes, there would not be any need for persuasion because there would be no resistance. But because there is such a thing as resistance, people don't always do what we ask them to do. We're inundated with thousands and thousands of marketing messages and other messages per day. And it's just impossible to respond to all of them. So it becomes a a question of how do we persuade people to buy products and services, to 
vote for a particular uh, cause or to support a particular uh, mission or a nonprofit organization. So some of the most effective uh, ways that we can do that is through narrative persuasion, and that is storytelling. Stories are, and this goes back to Walter Fisher's uh, narrative paradigm, where he puts forth this idea that people are really storytelling creatures. Uh, This is how culture is passed down. This is how we associate meaning to things is in the context of stories. If you look at history's great communicators, you see that they always presented their ideas in a narrative format. They told stories. They told parables. They used illustrations and anecdotes. Whenever these great leaders in history wanted to communicate people and move them in a certain direction, we have found that people are able to grasp new new concepts more quickly and to pass them along more readily if they come in a, in a a storytelling format. So we've looked at this in a lot of different contexts, and we've seen it work in education. We've seen it in uh, counterterrorism. We have seen it in business and in nonprofit organizations. Uh, that these organizations that use storytelling as a device typically are more persuasive because people tend to open up, they listen, and they tend to uh, grasp these concepts more readily and share them more easily in the form of a story. So that's one example of a, of a universal principle of strategic communication that I think in a business context, we have not truly leveraged as well as we could have. So part of mastering your message is how can we create a better story around you, around what you do, the problems that you solve, the solutions that you offer, instead of laying it out in a rational, logical bullet point template, we need to craft a a story, a narrative that people can relate to And it makes a personal connection with them because people want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And uh, so, again, a great way to establish that rapport is by telling a story. I love that. And and I want to take a deeper dive into how one would do that. But I wanted to kind of go back to that past question. So the storytelling thing appears to be a universal thing. I'm always curious about cultural differences as well. Are, are there elements of strategic communication that appear to hold true here in, in the West that are different in other parts of the world? Well, I, I think in other parts of the world, I, I think it does hold true in all cultures. What you have is a difference in the in the channel or in the medium that's being used. So whether it is an Aborigine tribe sitting around the campfire telling stories of, of their ancestors, or whether it is uh, people in, in uh, 21st century United States going on Netflix and binge watching several episodes one after the other, it, we process these stories because they are entertaining. They make an emotional connection to us, and for that reason... We tend to uh, think about them less and experience and feel them more. Um, so the the way that the stories are created and disseminated are, are quite uh, different. And there are some unique cultural differences. But every culture has a story. They have proverbs. They have fables. They have legends. They, uh, they create uh, myths and, uh, and stories and narratives that help us to 
map our future, but also to let us know where we came from. So uh, I, I just think it's fascinating how this seems to be part of the DNA of human beings, and it's unique to humans that we create these these stories. And it, it's more than just entertainment. It is to perpetuate our understanding. We make sense of the world and we make sense of our lives through the stories that we consume and the stories that we create and the stories that we tell. So then the question is, um, how persuasive is that story? How effective is that story? We can tell, and we know it works in a negative way with negative self-talk. The stories that we create in our mind of why we're not successful, why we're not uh, making as much money as someone else, why we're not happy, uh, why life is against us and, and all of these problems that we have. We create these stories, we play them in our minds, and then it begins to affect our identity and who we are. We can just as easily create another story that empowers us instead of weakens us. It can strengthen us and also we can motivate and encourage other people to get them to take action as well. So the great power here in uh, how we craft that story. And that's why I call it mastering your message. If you master your message, everything else becomes so much easier on a lot of different levels, but mostly and probably most profoundly because once you have convinced yourself, then you're able to convince others. And I would say it's a lack of confidence that affects so many uh, business owners, especially personal service providers, uh, coaches, consultants, people that they're really brilliant at what they do, but they're not so brilliant at communicating what they do to other people. And so other people miss out on their brilliance, and then they begin to doubt whether or not they are, uh, whether they have what it takes or not. So there are, uh, there's lots of potential here that we can use stories and use these narratives to uh, do a better job of, of saving the world, helping the world, uh, creating a, a better life and a better business and better relationships. It's all, for me, it all comes down to communication. Before we take a, a deeper dive into that, into the strategy behind that, I do have just one one more question kind of at a general level. You've talked about in a couple of instances during our, our conversation so far, you know, the, the impact of cyberbullying and how that technology is being used. You mentioned you know, the way that we're consuming shows on Netflix. You know, that's a technology piece as well that wasn't around 20 years ago. Talk to us in general about the impact that technology is having on strategic communication? Well, I was having a conversation the other day just along those lines. And um, I, I tend to look at things in terms of good and evil. I believe good and evil exists and that these tools, these communication channels, uh, media, social media, the internet, um, everyone's connected. We all have the same tools. We all have the same channels. We all have the same opportunity for communicating our ideas into the world for better or for worse. And um, so, like I say, uh, we see in a negative sense how uh, terrorist groups are able to recruit members. Um, how are they able to do that thousands of miles away? And yet they're able to persuade someone uh, halfway around the world 
to give up everything that they have, sell all their possessions, get on a plane, fly at great risk uh, into these areas, and join them in in a a in an army in a battle in a revolution. How are they able to do that just using the internet? How is it that some uh, some children who are bullied online are able to shake that off and not take that to heart while other uh, children are deeply traumatized by that and have even committed suicide because of that. So what makes one person more resilient to those messages compared to someone else? So that's, that's really where we can try and go in and create better understanding of the media that we're consuming uh, media literacy, social media effects, we're being affected and we, we don't even realize, I think, the extent that we are being affected uh, yet by social media. Always connected, always online. It's something that we're still having to research and figure out what's the effects of that. How are children being affected by uh, this constant digital stimulation? And they've been talking about it and They'll continue to uh, try and understand the long-term effects of this. We're, but cyberbullying, for example, has only been studied in the last 15 years because the opportunities to create so much damage has just really um, exploded with social media. So I, I guess the point is that we all have access to the same tools. It's just a question of how are we going to use media? How will we use our our capacity for communication, will it be for better, for worse, for good, for evil, for accomplishing great things and bringing people together? Or is it going to be something that people use to further divide and alienate us from one another? And so it really, it's a tool and it can be used either way. And um, I, I guess society simply reflects those differences in, in how we use the, the tools that are available to us. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. Well said. And so I want to circle back now to, you know, your area of expertise, and that is helping somebody master that message, take, take their story and turn it into something they can disseminate. So anyone's listening to this and they're, they're thinking, yeah, that sounds really, really exciting to me. Uh, how do you do that? What's, what's the process look like? And how does somebody take what's inside of them and turn that into a, a story that they can get really granular and clear on and share? Yeah, it, it is a fascinating process. And, and everyone's story is different, but there's still a process that we go through. And I, I think it has three elements. The first, and, and these are generally the three rules of communication. It's have something worth saying. That's the first thing. Secondly, is say it well. And thirdly, is say it often. 
So have something worth saying, say it well, and say it often. And that, by the way, is a great marketing strategy as well. But my discovery and my, my distinction is that marketing is really just a delivery mechanism for your message. So when people are focused on their marketing, but they haven't mastered their message, uh, they're wasting a lot of uh, time, effort, and expense delivering something that they haven't really mastered, that they haven't really crafted for maximum effect. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of business owners I see, uh, they do the opposite. So they start out with saying it often. And so they're on social media, you know, posting and, and taking pictures and making social media posts, creating content, creating blogs and, and podcast episodes. And they're saying it often, but what are they saying? They haven't figured out what to say and how to say it for maximum effect. And so that, that becomes kind of tedious after a while. And so I, th I think a lot of the reticence that people have with creating content and, and, and writing blog posts and even writing books and, and these other things, um, it seems overwhelming because they haven't mastered their message. So it, it starts with have something worth saying. And I, I think this, there's also a, a four-part process that I tend to visualize when I'm thinking about someone and, and helping them to craft and to master their unique message. I call it the four Vs. And first is visual, because your message is not just about what you're saying, it's how it appears to people. So the visual aspect is the first thing that people look at and they make a judgment about. Um, so visual could be uh, the way your website looks, the, the top half, the, uh, the screen view of your homepage when people go to the website. And we know that people make judgments about the quality of your product or service or brand or organization in a microsecond based on how your website looks. Because we're mostly visual-oriented anyway. We make judgments about people based on their looks. We make judgment about judgments about books based on the cover. We don't have time to process all of the thousands of messages that are, are coming into us. So we very quickly use a mental heuristic, a mental shortcut to say, if this looks good, I'll, I'll dig deeper. If it doesn't look right, I'm not going to waste time. So that's the first thing that we have to get right is the visual. The next is the voice. And the voice is not just what you say, mastering your message, but how you say it. Um, so it, it, it is crafting the language that you're going to use, putting together the stories, the voice of the brand. And this should be authentic. I see a lot of people who they try to imitate someone else's voice, someone else's message. And I've said before, we don't need more echoes. We need more voices. So don't just be an echo of what you see someone else saying and doing and how they do it. Be your own person. Find your unique voice and get it out there. The third is vibe. So we have visual voice and vibe. And by vibe, I'm talking about how do we make people feel? because they're going to make value judgments based on how you make them feel. 
And that's where the narrative persuasion comes in. If, if we're telling a story and engaging them in a way that is emotionally relevant to where they are, one way we do that, for example, is with the problem-solution approach. When you see a commercial about if you're having upset stomach, uh, heartburn, and something else, we won't get into <laughs> but everyone is familiar with that commercial and and we chuckle because yeah we get it we've been there and that's very effective why because they start out talking about a problem here's a problem we all relate to they don't talk about the ingredients that are that's in pepto-bismol they don't talk about all the years of scientific research that went into it and and all of that they talk about the problem and so you there's a certain vibe there it's we get you we understand and we're here to help. Coats, soothes, relieves. So that's a, a problem solution narrative. But the important thing is how do you make people feel? The fourth V is value. So no matter how great you are at your visual, your voice, and your vibe, people always want to know what's in it for me. Is this worth my time? Is this worth my attention? Is this worth my money? Is this going to get me from where I am to where I want to be? And what is the value here? No matter what your communication is, people always evaluate it. They, and they, they could think you're a great guy. But if, if you're not helping them solve a problem or deliver a result, they don't see the value in it. So this is where a lot of uh, social media content, a lot of blog content, uh, it's nice, but it's not creating any value for people. And so uh, if your purpose is to change the world, to build a business or to build a nonprofit organization, mission-driven or profit-driven, you're trying to achieve a certain result, you always have to package this with a, an eye to maximizing the value of what you offer to people so that they can see it. And you have to communicate it. If you leave it up to people to figure out, well, who are you and what do you do and how does that benefit me? If they have to figure that out for themselves, it's very easy for them not to do so. And so they won't take advantage of the value that you offer them. They miss out and so do you. So we have to communicate that. And I'm sure you have experienced and will agree that. It's not so much the quality of the product or the service as it is the effectiveness with which we market that product and service. So you see, inferior products and services can succeed even with, with lousy characteristics, but they can be marketed well. And so marketing and communication can actually take something not so great, make it seem great. And I think that's deceptive. So what we want to do is actually create real value. Let's not just try to do something for a marketing result that's going to be short term, but let's see if we can actually solve some problems. Let's see if we can actually create some measurable results and get people from where they are to where they want to be. Because really, nobody cares about your product or service. They don't care about your organization. All they care about is one of two things, a, prom a problem they have and don't want or a result they want and don't have. And so 
visual voice vibe and value maximizes the effect of being able to communicate to people that you can solve the problem, you can create the result. And hey, if you can't, then just say that you can't and and move on. And I think if we bring that level of authenticity into our communication, you're going to feel better. They're going to feel a whole lot better. And they're going to be more willing to uh, follow your advice and also to refer you to other people because there's an authenticity there that I think we are uh, really lacking, especially in the internet marketing world today. And so I know that this is something that, that you're helping people with through your platform, Master Your Message. Take, take a moment or two and talk to us about what you do specifically and how people can learn about it. Yeah, the um, uh, Master Your Message is an online course I developed because uh, I, what I found in the, in the course of doing this for many years in the copywriting, marketing strategy, even in publishing, that I tend, and you've probably found this out as well, you tend to take people down the same path over and over again. You see the same problems. You tend to, to create solutions that are based on a, a very specific process. And so I thought, if I want to really impact people and really help them master their message, I, I'll still work with people one-on-one, but how could I help them on a much greater scale so that they're able, uh, I, I can reach more people. I can, um, I can scale this in a way that they can take the same information and the same guidance and counsel that I give to clients, but they can take it and apply it to their situation in kind of a self-study mode. So that's where Master Your Message comes from. And, and it's based on helping people, first of all, define their voice. You know, who are you? What is your purpose? What is your mission in life? What are you trying to accomplish? Uh, what makes that special and unique in terms of your value to other people? And I believe everybody has value, but we tend to have a difficult time of figuring out what our value is. And that's, that's where going through these exercises to discover that for yourself. What I have found is that when people, when I'm able to help them see where the value is, and sometimes they think it's one thing and it's really something else that they have not appreciated, they've not fully valued. And so they haven't communicated that. But once they understand what their value is, it really creates more clarity for them. So it's about getting clarity. With that clarity comes confidence, and with that confidence comes certainty. That I know what my value is. I know what my superpower is. And everyone has that superpower. And once you know what it is, you become unstoppable. Because now I'm very clear about who I am, what I do, who I help, and the difference that I can make in people's lives. With all of that clarity comes confidence and certainty. And when you have that, you're on the, on the road toward mastering your message. Then you can attract people because people are attracted to that when you have that certainty and that confidence and that clarity. So we go through that uh, as a foundation. And then the next step is to actually put together uh, your story, your biography, uh, your the different things that are going to be part of your media kit, part of your website language, part of the story and the engagement sequence that uh, you, when people sign up for your things, whatever it is, or when people connect with you on social media, what is the process that you take them through that really helps them to better understand who you are and what you do and how you can help them? So there's 
but we we really don't fully appreciate all the different places that our message is coming out into the world. So we have to look at all of that and be intentional about the message that we're putting out there. And once you once you nail that, then you begin to multiply that out. So it's it's finding your voice, finding out who you are, mastering your message, and then sharing it with the world. Uh, so we get into you know how to do media interviews, how to do podcast interviews, how to get published as a best-selling author. That's like the advanced level. Imagine trying to write a book and you don't know what your your superpower is. You don't know the value that you offer to people. Once you get that foundation in place, then it's just a question of multiplication, of getting that message out to as many people as possible, influencing as many people as possible with your message, and creating massive transformation, all with the power of your message and nothing else. It's really an incredible time to be alive that we're able to do this and create such massive transformation in the world, many times just sitting in our home office or sitting in front of our computer and crafting these messages that are going to change the world and make it a better place. It's really, really exciting. I love it, Ralph. I, I, it's absolutely awesome. We're going to get that URL in just a second, but we're, uh, we're at time of this really wonderful conversation. And I knew this was going to be a good one. As you know, I wrap up every episode by asking my guest a single question. That is, what is your biggest helping? the one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation together today? I would say, I would just repeat, if you master your message, everything else falls into place. You don't have to struggle with marketing. You don't have to struggle with a lack of self-confidence. You don't have to struggle to attract clients or customers or prospects or whatever it is that you want to accomplish if you master your message, it becomes magnetic. People are attracted to you. They want to do business with you. And it seems almost magical that you're able then to multiply your effectiveness. It multiplies the result of every other thing that you're doing. And so that's my, my number one thing. Master your message and your marketing will take care of itself. Beautiful. Ralph, where can people connect with you? ralphbrogdon.com. I've got some free resources on that site. And you can find out more about me if you want, but sign up for the free Master Your Message email course. And that will uh, give you the highlights and um, hopefully will inspire you no matter how long you've been in business, or if you're just starting out, or if you've been in it for a long time, and maybe you've lost that initial passion uh, this will help you to reconnect with who you are, why you were here, and then how do we communicate your brilliance to the world so that they could take advantage of it and take you and take them to a much higher level. And uh, so ralphbrogdon.com, I look forward to connecting with you there. I love it. Thanks for sharing that, Ralph. And thanks for coming on the show today. This was a wonderful conversation. I, I knew that it would be. Thank you so much. It, it's been a real pleasure. I, I kind of geek out over stuff like this. I really enjoy it a lot. And thanks for, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And thanks as well 
to each and every one of you who chose to listen to this episode. If you like this conversation today between me and Ralph, go subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because this helps other people find the program. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are. Posted in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 